Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. It is Car Smart Friday. I'm in the passenger seat. Brett is driving. You're here with us going along for the ride. So put your seatbelt on. This is going to be a good one because you asked for it. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Literally, this is a topic many of you have uh, either sent me a message on Instagram or Snapchat or you've left a voicemail message. And I've kind of talked about this subject or mentioned it, I should say, in a few podcasts. I just haven't gone in deep. So today, here's what I want to do. I want to explain to you what this is, help you identify it in yourself because I'm positive Everyone has experienced this at some point or another. And most importantly, as with all shows, I want to give you tools, resources, and some real research that will help you to take control of the situation, help you overcome imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome, what is it? Well, it's generally speaking, it's the fear of being found out. It's when you're in a role that you don't feel like it's really who you are. Like you are doing an impersonation of someone. First time I ever heard about this condition or the term imposter syndrome is actually from my friend, Nicole Walters. And you know, the second she said, I think I have imposter syndrome or a lot of times I feel imposter syndrome. I, I knew what she meant. I just had never associated with that term with a feeling that there's been countless times throughout my life I have felt that. So let's talk about what those feelings are so you can perhaps identify times when you've felt that. First of all, imposter syndrome is not a condition recognized as a psychological disorder. Rather, it's a condition or a term used to describe feelings of self-doubt, feelings that you're going to be found out. I don't belong. Yeah, like I don't belong. I don't belong. I'm not... I'm not good enough for this. It's like fear of that other people are looking at you and thinking, who do you think you are? Like, why are you in this room? Yeah. So you've got to understand that almost all of us have felt that at one point or another. Certainly you have. The only person who may have never felt imposter syndrome is someone who's never like tried to stretch themselves or do something that's outside of their current, you know, norm right? The first time I remember feeling like I was impersonating someone who I want to be was the very first fitness class I ever taught. I was in high school. I think I could drive. So maybe I was 16 and there was a woman's health club around the corner from us. And I was taking aerobic classes there. And the instructor said, I can't teach tomorrow. Do you want to teach the class? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I do it all the time which was a lie. But I'm like, yeah, (laughs) let's do it. And my mom used to teach jazzercise classes. So I kind of, like she had the equipment. I just cannot even believe I'm going to... How old were you again? I think I was 16. Mm -hmm. I can't even believe I'm going to say this out loud because it is so embarrassing. It's really going to date me. My mom had a 45 record player and 45s. And I took those 45s and her little record player to that studio and I walked in and there was a room full of women expecting someone who knew what they were doing. And I was just like, girl, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And I had no clue what I was doing. I was impersonating what I saw other people doing as instructors. It was horrible. It was the longest hour of my freaking life. I had three songs, which were two minutes long. 
to fill an hour. <laughs> and one of them was Little Red Corvette by Prince. Oh, boy. Do you want to sing it? Little Red Corvette. <laughs> but I do have a question. And you can tell me yes or no. So, imposter syndrome. So, I'm listening to you. And when you asked me that this morning when you are doing notes for this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I had to think about it for a second because I never heard of it before like that. But my dad used to say this slang term, which I think kind of means the same thing. It's like, you're out of your league. Mm-hmm. That's what the slang term I think mm-hmm. we used to always get. Like, well, I think... Imposter syndrome is when we feel out of our league. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So out of your league is the feeling that you have. That's perfect. Yeah. Like I'm so out of my league. I just remember that, you know, little red Corvette, just taking the needle on that record and starting that song over and over (laughs) again. And the women, every time I played the record again, like one by one, they stopped feeling sorry for me. And they're like, I've got to put myself out of this torture and leaving. Like by the end, I think I had forced my little sister, Janelle, who was probably like 13 at the time. I probably forced her to stay. Uh, I don't even think my mom was there. It was just like, it was horrible. And I was way out of my league and I felt like an imposter. I felt like an imposter then. I felt like an imposter the first time I was hired to be a paralegal. Oh, really? Yeah, because I probably lied on my resume. You know, probably embellished, shall we say. I remember I bought like a, um, this is again in the late 80s, early 90s. And so I bought like a, you know, a woman's business suit, like a pencil skirt, and then a big oversized blazer with big padded shoulders and heels. And I thought, well, at least I look like a paralegal. Maybe I can look the part. But I didn't feel like I was in my league. I felt like I was impersonating someone. I have felt imposter syndrome as a fitness professional. I mean, from that very first class, I never really felt like I was deserving or belonged in that industry because I always associated the experts as having better bodies, taller, thinner, fitter, stronger, or that they'd studied kinesiology. So I always kind of felt like, I don't really belong here. But the debilitating feelings that are associated with imposter syndrome is when we second guess ourselves and we allow our self doubt to creep into our head and then we act smaller and we don't step into it and own it. Now, imposter syndrome, it is said, is something experienced far more by women than men. Any thoughts on that? No, I just, I've been thinking, and you know, you are talking about things that were jobs of yours. Uh And I remember, you know, stepping into like positions of sports and stuff, because that's what I did, you know, until I was 22 years old and stopped doing sports. But in over my head and definitely feeling that like walking into a gym and looking around going I don't belong here oh really oh for sure and like I ended up belonging and just like you did in your jobs in your career I mean you know with fitness I mean you can't get any bigger than you were that, that you are but you know even stepping into that like I probably knew in the back of my head that like oh yeah I can be here I belong with these guys but I remember walking into gyms and going what the hell am I doing here? Do you remember a fear that people were going to find out that you didn't belong there? I don't think I had a 
fear of them finding out. I think I was nervous. Okay, so the difference, the distinction, if I may, I think more women feel like they're going to be found out. And so uh, we have been talking about like careers and professions, but, you know, like it's funny when I did that whole series on the podcast. In fact, I will link to it in the show notes on getting your home organized. Mm -hmm. Some of the most organized people I know don't want you to refer to them as an organization expert because of their fear that if they embrace that title, someone will find out they aren't as organized as they appear. You know, it's that person who they kind of put the front out that they have this perfect life, right? Or, you know, they're not a hot mess. Everything's perfect in their life because of their social media presence. And they have a real fear and it turns into like a social anxiety. They have a fear that people are going to find out that they are impersonating someone who's got a perfect life. And so social media is really making this worse for people and it's heightening anxiety and depression and you know fear of judgment. So it's not just work related, right? It can be an identity or characteristics that you know people associate you with and you think, but I'm not that, I'm faking it. I've painted a picture for the world, and if anyone sweeps away this facade, they'll see the truth. And I just want you to know, first and foremost, that's so normal. Yeah, I think when you're talking right now, I'm thinking a lot of these emotions that people might think are like negative emotions, they're normal. They're normal. If you don't feel them, you're not pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. I I felt like I was pretending Like, okay, I don't want this coming across the wrong way, but when we brought home Brock from the hospital and we were new parents, I felt like I was impersonating what a mom did because I didn't really know what a mom did. I mean, I did. I watched my mom, but I'd never been one. So I was kind of impersonating. And yeah, you feel a little bit like an imposter because you're trying on that identity. It's like when you're a little kid and suddenly you're a fourth grader and you were a third grader the year before. Right. And you're like, here I am pretending to be a fourth grader. And you feel that way, like for the first week. And then you're like, well, I guess I am a fourth grader. Yeah, you become comfortable with the situation. The more times you put yourself into that uncomfortable zone, you get comfortable with it. It's just that's the way it works. The more time you get out of your comfort zone, the more comfortable you get with that. Whatever it is. That's a good point. I mean, I know it sounds. It sounds like so. So simple, but it is that simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you've heard people say, like, you need to fake it till you make it. I actually think that's pretty good advice. You know, because when you fake it, you start pretending that you are that thing. And then you begin to think that way, behave that way. And your own beliefs eventually will follow. You can't just, like, wake up one day and you are an excellent basketball player or you don't just like wake up one day and say well now I'm a great mom you have to go through the motions you can say fake it but it's going through the motions and learning how to be the thing that at the moment that's how we learn children think about when you're a child you you play house you impersonate or you you mimic the things that you see on tv and the things that you see around you and you you role play that's how you learn how to be yeah you got to get knocked on your ass you have to get knocked on your ass in everything that you do, that you're going to do for a long time. If you're going to be good at if something. If you're going to be good at it, you, there's nobody in this world that is at 
the height of their anything expertise, career, whatever that hasn't had major setbacks, been knocked on their ass, had doubts about if they were doing the right thing or they're in the right profession or this was the right choice. There's nobody out there that just like picked up something and just ran with it and was just an all-star, superstar, best expert ever. Yeah, I think we almost make too big of a deal about the term imposter syndrome because it's really just about fear. It's fear of judgment. And the people who are paralyzed by this are the ones who think that they're not supposed to feel that way. And so therefore they don't put themselves out there. They feel like, well, I'm not deserving. I feel like a phony. I feel like a fake. So therefore I can't do it because it doesn't feel authentic. Well, it's not going to. That's a lacking mindset. You really need to believe that it's okay. I'm going to survive this. And this is normal. So just a few car smarts prior to this one on a Friday, I did an episode where I talked about like skincare and like all of the amazingly cool tips and tricks and you know, like girl stuff, stuff that helps us look beautiful naturally. And in that episode, I actually called the CEO of Trophy Skin. Now Trophy Skin is a company whose products I use and I love. And they have been such fans of The Shaleen Show. I love them. Their staff has come to The Shaleen Show live. And now Trophy Skin is one of our proud sponsors of the podcast. Please go and support Trophy Skin, not just because they are sponsoring the podcast, but because I've been a fan of theirs long before that. I talked about in that episode, I have this travel microdermabrasion tool, and I think it's amazing. I want to tell you about it. You can feel a difference when you use this thing in one treatment. I'm about three days past the day that I scheduled to do it again for myself because it is crazy. You feel like you have newborn baby skin. It is (laughs) unbelievable. I used to go to the doctor's office to get microdermabrasion. Now I do it myself. And it's really cool because it can improve like age spots and sun damage. For me, like this week, I had to wear a lot of makeup because I was on camera all week. You know what I'm saying, ladies. So my skin just feels dull. It feels like it needs to be stripped down. So I cannot wait to use my microderm abrasion. They've got a travel size and they've got like this Mama Jamma one that's unbelievable. Nationwide, the average cost for just one microdermabrasion treatment is $150. Out here in California, it's like three times that. But the Microderm MD, that normally retails for $300. So you will pay yourself back on your investment in just two treatments. But get this, okay, you guys? So that's what I paid for mine. But you can get yours for 40% off because Trophy Skin is the bomb. All you have to do is go to their website and when you check out, all right, so you go through the whole process. It's during the checkout, that's when you'll enter Shaleen. So don't freak out if you're like, wait a second, I don't see my 40% off. It won't calculate until you check out and you enter the code Shaleen and then boom, you get 40% off. They get 40% off of that price that you just said? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. And we love Trophy Skin. So thank you so much for supporting a great company with a great product and someone who supports The Shaleen Show. All right, now back to imposter syndrome. So how do you cope with it? Well, one way that people cope with it is kind of by overdoing things, right? Like, so we'll go crazy in terms of education. I know that's my go-to. That's how I cope with it. Anytime I feel like I don't belong. Yes, 100%. You go right into notes and research and Google and what book and what expert and where could I read. 
Yep. You go knowledge. Knowledge because knowledge is power and that makes me feel more confident. So knowledge, education, however you want to call it, research. The other way that people deal with imposter syndrome, which I think isn't a positive, is just by creating a lot of noise, by being mean, by being catty, suspicious of others, not open-minded, you know, like just kind of they're so afraid that people are going to find them out that they try to stir up a lot of noise and a lot of confusion and they rip on other people. It's like, well, if I judge other people, then I can't be judged. Yeah, they're usually loud. And another way that, uh, probably a positive way of coping with it is trying to look the part, you know? And not like in a fake it kind of way, but like, you know, if you want to feel like a successful person, you've got to start taking care of yourself like a successful person. You've got to look the part. <laughs> right? If you want to be a personal trainer or if you want to be a elite athlete, you got to look the part. And that's part of like, you know, impersonating. Sure. But eventually it becomes part of your identity. What might be considered a negative version of looking the part is when you're just pretending to be happy. You're pretending to be perfect. You're pretending to be someone other than who you are. Like, I mean, in terms of your authentic self. it's You want to be your authentic self as a fill-in-the-blank, as a successful business person, as a entrepreneur, as a great mom. But ultimately, you need to remember who you are. The good news is that having imposter syndrome or those feelings is actually a condition or symptom of a successful person. Like that's a sign that you are a successful person. That means you're going for it. You don't feel, you will never feel imposter syndrome if you're just comfortably staying in the place where you've already mastered something. So your first step is just to understand that it's there and maybe redefining it, not necessarily as a negative, but looking at it as a positive. It's a good thing. If you don't feel like you belong there yet, but you want to, that's a good thing. That means you're stretching yourself. It means you're going to grow to be that person. There came a day where I switched my mindset from feeling like I don't belong teaching this class. Everyone should leave like to the opposite of that, where I feel so confident in my abilities as a fitness professional. My ability to teach is like, you know, I'm pretty confident about that. In fact, I don't want to sound braggadocious, but like, I know how to motivate people. You're I'm not know. an imposter anymore. I am not impersonating a good instructor. I know how to motivate people and I know how to teach. I know how to cue and I feel really good about that, but that took a lot of years and a lot of experience. I think the next step that you have is to practice repeating this phrase. So what? Every time it creeps into your head, you know, this person probably realizes I don't know as much as them. I wonder if people are judging me. I wonder if the people I went to high school with or Bob in accounting thinks that I don't deserve to be an entrepreneur or that, you know, who do I think I am? That's the one phrase you hear in your head is like, oh gosh, I wonder if people think, who does she think she is? Here's how you need to answer that for yourself. Who cares? So what? So what? Let me tell you about a moment where I was judging someone else. I remember this young guy talking about, (laughs) and he's one of my former students, Marketing Impact Academy grad, really young kid. And I remember tuning in and watching one of his live broadcasts. Okay. 
And he was talking about all of these different things that I knew he learned in the Marketing Impact Academy. And he was like, you know, kind of making it sound like he came up with them. Yeah. And he was, you know, suggesting that people should mentor with him. And I'm not kidding, this kid wasn't even 20. And I remember thinking to myself, who does this kid think he is? Was it Brock? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's our son. Uh, It wasn't. And it was like when Brock was in high school. And so anyways, I was watching this live video. And then I really was thinking that to myself. Like, who does this kid think he is? This is almost comical. Like, a part of me was like, well, this is interesting. But you know what? The kid is a success now, and it worked. And you know what? He didn't know as much as me, but he knew a lot more than the people who were watching his broadcast, and he will be able to help them. So who cares what I think? Who cares that in my head I was judging him? Who cares? And if he knew that I was thinking those thoughts, I hope that he would have said to himself, so what? Because if he knew I was thinking those thoughts and it stopped him, he wouldn't have been successful. So I'm glad that that young man is a success today and that he never allowed imposter syndrome to slow him down because the bottom line is there is always someone who knows less than you and there's always someone who knows more than you. Who cares? Help people. And the last thing I want you to remember is this. You have to believe that you are enough. I didn't say you have to believe that you are the best You're the most experienced, the most renowned, that there's no one better than you. You don't have to believe that. You just have to believe that you're enough and that you do have enough experience. You do have what it takes and you are deserving. Imposter syndrome isn't necessarily a bad thing. Work through it. You will get through it. You will own it. And eventually you're going to have tremendous confidence in the area that today you might not feel 100%. Just keep moving forward. The only way you fail is by giving up. And I know you won't quit. Listen, I love you. I mean it. Thanks so much for listening. Now, before you go, I want to play this week's winner. This week's winner is an audio review. Remember, you win by leaving a written review on iTunes or whatever app you're listening to the podcast. And you don't have to call in and read your review, but we love it when you do, obviously, because it's fun for, you know, the listeners to hear your voice. So this is Sarah from Ontario, Canada. And Sarah is a recipient of a one-year membership to the 131 Method plus a signed copy of my book. Sarah, thank you so much for this review. Love you, girl. Hello, Shalene. My name is Sarah, and I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. I find your podcast truly inspiring. Thank you, Shalene, for always providing inspiring, motivational, and educational content in a fun manner. Since finding your podcast, I furthered my journey on self-betterment as a parent with my physical health and my mental health. I've also taken on some new challenges that are very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love ya. Mean it.